It's the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. The Arizona Cardinals, what are they doing with Kyler Murray's contract? Why does it keep changing? We'll also talk about DK Metcalf getting his extension. What's it saying for the wide receiver market? And some crazy stuff that was said about Lamar Jackson. All that right here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with my friend and co-host, your boy Q. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. My friend and co-host, your boy Q, where he's of the Locked On Raiders. I'm the Locked On Steelers. We both do Locked On NFL Podcasts. We thank you for checking out the Lockdown NFL Podcast. Remember, make this the, your first podcast listen every day and checking out all our shows on the podcast network here. Q, what's up, man? How's your week been? Out, out at the hot and, and dry Raiders training camp practices. I'll tell you what, man. Seven days into training camp already because the Raiders got started early. They're gonna, actually next week. Uh, at this time, we'll be talking about the first preseason game of the 2022 Ooh. season, the Hall of Fame game between the Raiders and the Jaguars. So they're prepared, prepared to head to Canton, Ohio. I'm prepared to head to Canton, Ohio. Uh, very excited about the opportunity, man. So, uh, yeah, seven days in, a couple padded practices. All is good. It's been fun to see football return. <laughs> Absolutely. We're excited to see that. But before football did, did return, everyone was talking about Kyler Murray's extension. We talked about it before with how much money it was right. and how it was a, lot, a big financial commitment. But there was that one little clause in there that said he had to watch, what was it, four hours of game film film on his own time every a week. week. A week. <laughs> now, now, mind you, most players probably do that automatically. So, like, not sure what that what the point was. So there was an uproar about that. It, that, but that and that went on for over a week. And here we are, Thursday evening, and the Cardinals announced we have removed that clause from the contract. And here was the exact quote, Q. He said, they said, after seeing the, the distraction that it created, we removed the addendum from the contract. It was clearly perceived in ways that were never intended. intended. Our confidence in Kyler Murray is as high as it's ever been, and nothing demonstrates our belief in his ability to lead this team more than the commitment reflected in this contract okay okay yeah yeah sure sure you you guys say oh it was perceived ways is never intended what other way was it intended you're saying you don't study enough film right exactly i had a real big problem with this whole situation the whole way it shook out uh, i understand why kyler murray signed the contract to a certain extent because it's a whole lot of money and why wouldn't you want to sign it but i mean shame on him and his agent for allowing that to to be in the yep. contract and allowing that also to get out and obviously the cardinals put that out and then they go back and take it back i mean i, I don't know how this relationship is going to shake out now maybe winning they say winning cures all maybe that's true maybe he goes out there and wins a bunch of games takes them to the playoffs nobody talk, talks about this but i'll tell you right now anytime kyler murray has a bad game a bad throw a bad anything Everyone's going to go back to, I bet you he's not watching film. It's just, it's a terrible <laughs> look. It's a terrible look. Look, you went to law school, right? I mean, you, you've done yep. that. So, first yep. of all, I didn't do any kind of schoolwork. I didn't do any kind of homework. There's a reason why I talk on the radio and I don't, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm not that guy. I didn't do homework. Four hours of homework a week is not a lot. That's not it's a not. lot. That's minimal. That's like less than an hour a day. So, first of all, that's so minimal. So to say that you need to do at least four hours of, of basic homework on your own, 
That tells me that the team doesn't even believe he's doing that, which is a problem. And so if you're one, the team, and you believe that he's got a problem with doing his film study and doing his homework, then one, why are you giving him that kind of money? And then two, why are you going to put it out there, embarrass him? And then three, decide, oh, well, I didn't know it was going to make that big of a dust up. Right, let's take it back. That's, that's a whole lot of, I don't know what the hell they're doing there. I, I don't know either. You know, it's different. Like when the Raiders did the whole thing with Jamarcus Russell and they explained like, yeah, we gave him fake tapes. And right. He said he watched them. They said that after he was gone. Right. Like, like, like the Raiders were smart enough to say like, hey, we're going to test him. Oh, man, is he not? He's not doing the thing. Yeah, they didn't give so, him a contract extension. And then and then, you know, talk about it and all that. I mean, right. I, that's dumb. I don't exactly. Get it. And it, it, it's just. It, but this is like the this is like the Cardinals doing that, like saying like, oh yeah, we don't think he's watching enough film. And then okay, okay, we don't, that's not exactly what we meant. No, that's exactly, that's what, exactly you what you meant. meant. You want you're, you're putting a mandatory thing in there for him to study. Like you know, I, I'm interviewing Steelers players at practice. They're telling me how like yeah, as soon as we get back to the dorm room, we're hanging out, you know, and we're watching tape with with our boys in, in the in our in our suites. And it's just like that. It's natural. A lot of people do it. Now there are players who don't do enough of it. Right. But the thing is, is that when you put something like that in a contract and then it gets out to the public, then it looks like said player does not actually watch film. And that's not the image you want to paint. A, Kyler Murray being himself because it attracts that kind of attention. B, the Arizona Cardinals because it attracts attention to your team and it becomes a distraction like they said. And C, it it it, it's, it basically puts a target on your quarterback say, hey, every week if they lose, like you said, oh, man, Kyler Murray not watching film. He doesn't study the game. It's just – it's just another reason, I think, example or example why the Cardinals have been so haphazard for so long. It's just it's all bad. I mean, if you have a franchise quarterback and you're giving them that money, why would you want to embarrass them? But they did. So obviously they wanted to do that to try to motivate him. He goes out on Thursday. He's talking to the media, uh, basically stating his case, throwing his resume out there, talking about he's 43-0 and in high school, won the Heisman Trophy in college, was the number one overall pick in the NFL, top 10 in Major League Baseball. You don't get there uh, by not watching film and not studying and not having a good work ethic. Well, Kyler, I'm sorry, you should be stating your case not to the Cardinals, but or not to the media, but to the Cardinals, because the media didn't put that in your contract. And again, I don't know every contract in the league. There's probably plenty of players that have amendments or whatever statements in their, in their contract that say certain things that they need to do to go ahead and make sure they get their money, but it's not public knowledge. We know this right. about the starting quarterback of the Cardinals, that they don't believe he studies enough film. If they did, guess what? It wouldn't be there. It's as simple as that. It's like, I don't have a breathalyzer in my car. You know why? Because I don't have multiple DUIs. Matter of fact, I don't have any. You know what I mean? If, they, if, if all of a sudden it's like I had a car and I had a breathalyzer and it say, oh, Q, what do you have this for? Oh, I got to start my car. Oh, why? Have you had multiple DUIs? No, I don't even drink. But it's just here. You know what I mean? Like, it just wouldn't make sense. That's what this is. If he was doing his work to, the, to their satisfaction, that would have never been in there. Bottom line. Also. I want you to pay attention to how Q went from, I don't have multiple DUIs. Uh, oh, wait, no, I don't have any DUIs. Well, because you don't get a breathalyzer in your car for one DUI. So that's why I had to throw it out there. But no, I actually have, I have zero. Yeah, same here. I've actually never, never, I've been very, very fortunate to have never been caught up in that kind of a situation. Uh, glad you haven't either. But for Kyler Murray, he so might have been P DUI. That's a, PSA. He, that's a PSA for you, ladies and gentlemen. Don't drink and drive because that would put you in a bad and position. Drive. And so take it from myself and Chris. Don't drink and drive. Uber or call a friend. There you go. Well, hey, Kyler Murray might have been under the influence when he looked over this clause in his contract. <laughs> that's the whole, the whole point there. Jeez. Good one. Touche. But 
point point being, this was this is this has been a dumb story from the start. It gets dumber now that they're one retracted. It's like, look, you put it out there, might as yeah. well let it be out there. Oh no, we believe in our guy. Okay, yeah, sure. No, you don't. We'll, we'll see. We'll see you guys when you fade late in the season again. And then everyone's saying, man, did they really need to pay Kyler Murray what forty six million dollars a year, forty three, whatever it was that they paid right. him at a ridiculous rate? We'll talk about that uh, about another quarterback in a, later in the show. But I want to talk about another contract. That was actually made an extension made Thursday afternoon for the from the Seahawks, another NFC West contender to DK Metcalf. We'll talk about that deal and where it compares to all the other receivers who have been receiving big money lately in the NFL. But first, we got to talk to you guys about BetOnline.net. Y'all know about BetOnline.net, the number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can bet all the, on all the Major League Baseball action that's going on right now, as well as all the prop bets and everything you need to get, get on before the NFL, NBA, and NHL all get back into season, and that's coming sooner than you think. Training camps are open; have all opened up now. Teams are getting ready. Like Q said, we got the Hall of Fame game coming up in the NFL. Before you, before you, before you open your eyes next, you're gonna be like, "Wait a minute, it's week two in the NFL." So don't miss out on anything. Go to BetOnline.net. It'll help you find all the odds, the lines, the betting odds, everything you need to know to to make money on your favorite teams and your favorite bets to place since you come out on top. In your bets, so go to betonline.net, the, number, the continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to e playoffs, esports, and more. Head to their website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action when you visit Bet Online, where the game starts. Back in the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast, I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. We're talking, we talked about Kyler Murray's new contract situation, but let's talk about a, a happier thing. It, it, DK Metcalf getting paid. And good good for DK Metcalf. Yeah. Uh, it was reported by Adam Schefter that he received a three-year extension for $72 million total dollars. That's an average of $24 million per year on the extended years. Very significant deal. And it goes along with, with what's been a wild summer of new people, or wild offseason, because it was also a bit, a bit in the spring too. But uh, a wild offseason of people, of wide receivers getting paid as they get these extensions. We 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 saw Tyree Kill get thirty million a year from the Miami Dolphins. Devontae Adams get twenty eight million a year from the Raiders. DeAndre Hopkins still on his his old deal with the Cardinals for twenty seven point three million dollars. You still got Cooper Cup at twenty six point eight. AJ Brown at twenty five point one. Another deal signed this offseason with the Philadelphia Eagles. Stephon Diggs twenty four point two million dollars, and now. DK Metcalf at $24 million flat per year on an average basis. That goes up and down with the salary caps. But, Q, this was an interesting move because the Seahawks, they just lost Russell Wilson. They're a team that I think needs to go through a bit of a rebuild. Chris Carson just retired. Not like he was you know, a superstar for the team, right. but he was, a, he was a good role player in their backfield. Um, and it, it seems like an odd time for them to pay super money for a wide receiver. Um, and a list put out by Field Yates, you know, looked at the top ten largest receiver deals this this offseason in terms of maximum value. This was the seventh most, the seventh highest maximum value. You had Devontae Adams at one hundred and forty one point two million, Tyreek Hill at one hundred and twenty million, AJ Brown at one hundred million, Stephon Diggs at ninety six, Christian Kirk at eighty four million dollars. He's the fifth highest deal there that's ridiculous by the way cooper cup three years 80 million 80.1 million dollars and dk metcalf coming in at seven at 72 million dollars terry mclaurin right behind it with 71 million dollars and then there's a bit of a drop you go down to 61.8 million dollars with dj moore and then chris godwin and mike william both come out around 60 million dollars for the tampa bay buccaneers 
Q, what does this all say about the wide receiver market? Because everyone has been talking about, and you and I have been talking about how it's obvious next year there's going to be another load of wide receivers that everyone's excited to draft and says they're going to be the next superstar wide receiver in the NFL. And people know this. We saw it happen in this year, but it seems like uh, these teams are like, ah, yeah, who cares? We're, we're, we're kicking up the catch. We want to keep these guys long term. Yeah, they do. And the thing about it is, man, when you got an established guy and you got a guy that you know is a difference maker, you want to hold on to that guy. I mean, there's a lot of guys coming out in the draft, but you never know what you're going to get from that guy. So I understand why teams, especially teams that feel like that they're close, go and make that move. Now, I say that in Seattle, to me, is not a team that's close, right? It's, Seattle's a team that they don't have a quarterback. They don't have, it's either Drew Locke or Geno Smith and neither one of those guys uh, strikes fear in anybody so I think that they signed DK Metcalf right now because they realize that they're going to be really bad this year and they're going to go get one of those quarterbacks that they think is going to be really good next year so now they got them under contract for a couple more years at a reasonable price and I say a reasonable price because well he's lower at the bottom at the bottom half of the guys that just got signed uh, as far as per, per year at 24 million gives him a nice chunk of uh, change as far as a signing bonus and guaranteed money so he's happy about that and then you have him there and then you have him in place so when you bring in that quarterback he has a go-to guy in DK Metcalf so I think that that's what they're trying to do but again it just goes back to what we've been talking about these these um Wide receivers, ever since Christian Kirk, everybody's getting paid. No matter who you are, you're getting paid that top dollar. And the next guy is going to get paid just as much. So I think Seattle was kind of in a hurry to go ahead and lock DK Metcalf up and let it be known he ain't going nowhere. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I get that they want to make him, let him know he's not going nowhere. I think for DK Metcalf, this is awesome. Because the other part of this is that it's only a three-year extension. Mm-hmm. When a contract ends, he's 27 years old. He'll be in his prime. He'll be younger than Devontae Adams yep. is now. Yep. So if, if he if, if the Seahawks can get a quarterback right. and he lights it up with them, even for just one of one or two years of the next four years that he's with the team, because it's the extension he had this year and then three years after that. But even if he lights up just like for half of that time there with somebody, yep. he's gonna get paid as long Again. as he's still yep. six foot five, two fifty pounds and can run a four three flat or whatever he runs. Right. Like you know, it, it, he's if he can still do that kind of stuff, he's gonna get he's gonna get his money. I I, I see this as a big win for him. For I just sure. wonder how how long does this trend continue, Q? Like how how much further does this take? Because right now in Pittsburgh, there's a bit of a, a similar situation going on. Last year, you saw T.J. Watt hold in. He showed up to every training camp yeah. practice, just worked on the side until he got his big contract and he got paid. Mickey Fitzpatrick did a very similar thing. Kane showed up for all the mini camp and OTA practices, but did his own thing. Wasn't with the team, you know, just kind of just, you know, he showed up with the team, worked out with the team. But when they did team practices, he went off and did his own drills. Right. And then when they contract, now he's with the team in full. Deontay Johnson is now doing the same thing. He's showing up to the training camp practices, doing the warm-ups, doing the stretches, doing some individual stuff. But as soon as they go to 11-on-11, he goes off and he starts working on his own. And it looks like another holding situation. And, uh, you know, for the Steelers, Deontay Johnson ain't in the class of Minka Fitzpatrick and T.J. Watt. Right. It's just not. But he is another receiver. He was he was top ten in receiving yards, top six in reception. He was a top six in reception, top six in first downs gained as a wide receiver. He, he was a playmaker last year, and with a subpar Ben Roethlisberger. I just wonder how far does this market extend? You know, because DK Metcalf he has a super style profile around him because of his draft composition. He's made some really big plays. Russell course, Wilson. Yeah. You know, I get that. But you know, Terry McLaurin got a big contract. You know, can a receiver like De- Deontay Johnson find himself in that mix, or 
are we about to kind of, kind of see the gravy train end for at least this class of wide receivers to get paid? I'll say this. If Christian Kirk can find himself in this conversation, so can Deontay Johnson. I mean, because Christian that, Kirk man. doesn't have 1,000-yard season to his name yet. You know what I mean? Like Jeez. that's Yeah, exactly. So that tells you all you need to know. In Jacksonville, you could blame them. They are the ones who started this whole thing by overpaying him. But – I'll say the way to stop it is a team to say, yeah, no, thanks. We're not going to do that. Like you saw what the Chiefs did. They decided they weren't going to pay Tyreek Hill, so they moved on from him. Now, a lot of teams and a lot of people are saying that was a bad decision, but that was their decision. They said, yeah, we're not going to do it. So if Pittsburgh says, yeah, we're not going to pay you, you're not that good, then they might move on from him. But for DK Metcalf, I think it's just fantastic because if you remember, when he was at Ole Miss, there was thoughts that he might not even play in the NFL. Remember he had a – Awful yeah, I neck injury. I remember when yeah. he ran that forty at the combine. It was in twenty. It was the twenty nineteen draft. I remember talking to mm-hmm. him in Nashville uh, there before the draft. They had a little uh, meet and greet with all the all the guys that were going to be there in the green room. And I asked him when you ran that forty, what did it mean to you? And he he said, I got emotional because. I didn't even know if I was going to ever play football again. So many people told me that I wasn't because of the neck injury, and I wasn't even the best wide receiver at Ole Miss to a lot of people, including myself. I didn't think he was the best uh, wide receiver at Ole Miss. Now he gets paid. His his teammate, A.J. Brown, he got paid as well for good reason. Mm-hmm. But to DK's credit, man, I mean, this guy, again, you saw how big and muscular and strong and fast he is, but – He'd been injured a lot in college, so I didn't think that he was going to be a guy that was going to be at this stage to be getting a second contract. And there's a reason why he slipped in the draft. And for him to be able to overcome all that and get that kind of money and, what, $58-something million guaranteed, which is the highest yep. right now, I mean, for a wide receiver in, in whatever amount of time, I think that's awesome. You know, that's, that's a hell of a story and a hell of a testament to his work ethic and what he wanted. And I bet you in his contract there's no, hey, I need you to study film for four hours. I'm almost guaranteed that's not in there because he's already shown the work ethic and that he wouldn't be where he is without the work ethic coming back from injury the way he did to now all of a sudden securing the bag. I still think it's crazy that in the wide receiver class in 2019 where you had Debo Samuel in the second round, you had A.J. Brown in the second round, Nicole Hardman in the second round, you had D.K. Metcalf in the second round, Deontay Johnson in the third round, um, Terry McLaurin in the th- third round, such a, a heavy wide receiver class there with a lot of talent in it. And the first two wide receivers that went off the board in the first in, in, in the first round were Enkel Harry for the New England Patriots and Marquise Brown for the Baltimore Ravens, neither of which have showed up for their teams. Such an odd they're both class on new there. teams now. Yeah, and they're, yeah, they're both in different places now. That's crazy to think about. But I guess that's where I was going with my how, how far does this extend to? Because in Kill Harry, you know, he's he's now with the, the Bears, I believe, yep, or whoever Bears. Yep, took Bears. him off the Patriots' hands. Uh, Marquise Brown now, is now a Cardinal. You know, how, how far does this extend? You know, because Deontay Johnson, like, again, he, he's put up some interesting numbers, and I think there's there's excitement around him. I do think that here's how this is going to play out. I'm telling you right now from, what, from the Steelers' perspective. They're not going to pay Deontay Johnson right now. They're going to say, hey, Deontay, finish out your contract. If you have a great year, we'll pay you. If you have, if you have a bad year, we'll, you know, we'll pay you less. But you know, Or if you have an okay year, we'll pay you less, and you can go test the market if you want. But I fully see it playing out like this. Deontay Johnson has a decent, a good year. I won't say a great year, but a good year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then 
He they they offer him a, a decent contract, but not a booming contract that matches all these numbers that are getting crazy with the wide receiver mm-hmm. market. He then goes to the wide receiver market, gets those kind of numbers from somebody, and then goes there and gets and gets paid the big bucks. That's how I see it playing out. And I think more and more wide receivers are going to start getting hitting the market and really testing it to see how far does this gravy train take you. No, I agree. I agree. I, I can see it shaking out that exact way. But the thing is, some organizations will be willing to do that because they believe in their scouting. They believe that they can go and get a guy out yep. of the draft and they know that he's going to be really good and say, hey, that's fine. We'll get a guy that's a replacement. I mean, again, look at Kansas City. I hate to keep giving them all the props in the world, but they moved up on from one of the most dynamic wide receivers in the game. Yep. Hell, the Packers agreed to trade one of the most dynamic wide receivers in the game. But, uh, you know, the, 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 I mean, both teams, they just moved on from and just said, hey, we're not going to do this. We're not going to pay him. Now, in, in Devontae's credit, it was more of he basically wanted out of there and they agreed to let him go and they got some good compensation for it. As far as Tyreek Hill goes, it was just we're not going to pay you more than this. And if you want more, right. from, you know, for somewhere, you're going to have to go somewhere else and get it. And he's end up now he's in Miami. So. Uh, you know, certain organizations aren't going to go for it and, 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 you know, be felt like they're, they're held at, at gunpoint. Certain organizations will. Certain will say, all right, well, we'll just pay him. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't expect Deontay Johnson to get a big bag from the Pittsburgh Steelers. They don't strike me as a team that's just going to roll out cash for a guy who is good at best. I believe the only three receivers to receive a, a second, like, you know, significant, a second contract from Kevin Colbert in the time with you know from Kevin Colbert over the last 21 years of the Pittsburgh Steelers were Heinz Ward, Antonio Brown, and Juju Smith-Schuster. And Juju's was only a one-year deal. Right. So it is rarefied air to be in that conversation. And I'm telling you right now, George Pickens is turning some heads at training camp with for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they might feel less pressed to do that. There but I want to flip you back to quarterbacks because we got to talk about Lamar Jackson and what Mike Sando's article in The Athletic said from the quotes that he gathered about Lamar Jackson and some of the other black quarterbacks in the NFL seemed scathing. And I want to talk about that with Q right here in the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. We'll be right back with more on the Locked On NFL podcast. Hey, welcome to the Locked On NFL podcast again. We're in the third segment here. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. Let's talk about this athletic article. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, this is an article published back on the 25th. So this was what, Monday? Yeah. Um, and it was a, it was the top tiers of NFL quarterbacks and, you know, and everything like that. And in these top tiers of quarterbacks, uh, there were there were there were lists. There were you know the tell you know, basically the who the who were the top guys? Why were they the top guys? And that led to some interesting, you know, some interesting debates there because there's always debates about who's the best. But the debates seemed kind of, I'm not sure if one side is the word, but very pointed about the type of quarterback that that, that they that, that that they wanted and. In, in these tiers, they list Aaron Rodgers as, as the top of the top. Then it's Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady at three, Josh Allen at four, Herbert at five, Burrow at six, but then Matt Stafford at seven, Russell Wilson at eight, Deshaun Watson at nine, and then Lamar Jackson at 10. But what was really interesting and what kind of stirred up social media quite a bit were, were were some of the comments that were in this article talking about Lamar, Lamar Jackson. And 
there were uh, some people who 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 feel like he he doesn't belong in the top he in the top tier that they feel like he that he, uh, one one quote said from uh from, from one of the staffers says if he has to pass to win the game they ain't winning the game and this was a defensive coordinator who remained anonymous he's so unique as an athlete and he's a really good football player but i don't care if he wins the mv the, the league mvp 12 times i don't think he'll ever be a number 1 as a quarterback he'll be a one as a football player but not as a quarterback so many games come down to 2 minute drills and that is why they have a hard time advancing even when they they are good on defense playoffs are tight you have to be able to throw the ball and he is just so inconsistent throwing the ball it is hit or miss okay q first of all if a player wins league mvp 12 (laughs) times what does that mean for the player's legacy because like nobody's done that oh no he's the greatest of all time i mean it's it's bottom line he's the greatest of all time and you know he he would Lamar Jackson would be the greatest quarterback, no doubt about it. Uh, I don't care what Tom Brady's done. I mean, if you win twelve league MVPs, that's incredible. Uh, and if you win twelve league MVPs, more more likely than not, you probably won a couple Super Bowls as well. So yeah. there's that. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's just it's just silly to say that. And I love this article by Sando. He puts it out every single year, tearing all the quarterbacks across the league. I always like to pick his brain, get him on the show, and talk about it a little bit. But you know, the other thing, the thing I hate about it is the anonymous stuff like if you if you got the stones to come out and say he could win league mvp 12 times and not be a number one quarterback then you should have the stones to put your name on it you know i mean that's that's my thing i get it that you're trying to you know you have to protect who who's you know putting the 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 information out there but that's just silly to me that doesn't even make any kind of sense it it doesn't and and you're right this whole thing is you know when you look, when you look at these lists, if you're if you're dealing with anonymous sources, it allows these coordinators, these people, to think, hey, I can say whatever I want, and get my opinion out there right. without getting in trouble for it. And if you didn't do that, if you didn't give them that, they probably wouldn't be giving you their opinion. So right. I, I get the hustle of it, but this is also the irresponsible part of it. I'm like, wait a second, that's completely ridiculous. And for Lamar Jackson, you know, you and I have talked about him a lot. We're both higher on him, I think, than the, this defensive coordinator is obviously. Um, Right. And he's dealing with a team. And I think I forget who brought this up on either ESPN or like the Dan Levitard show or someone. Someone was like, name name the star receivers that Lamar Jackson has had right. in his time with the Baltimore Ravens. You can't because there haven't been any. Right. And it's not that he hasn't made them. It's that they haven't made the plays. So it's just like how how hard are you really going after Lamar Lamar Jackson in these situations you say he's not accurate but I actually think Lamar Jackson is a lot more accurate than people give him credit for you know is he the most accurate no it's not it's not he's not one of his biggest strengths but he does get the ball there and when he does it's a it's a real problem right the thing about it is you know I'll even say that yeah he's got room to grow I think every quarterback has room to grow right. you know there's a couple quarterbacks obviously the elite of the elite that okay there's there I mean they, they don't really have anything that I have any complaints about but Lamar I mean he's continuing to work he's continuing to build his game he already possesses one league MVP under his belt I don't care how he got it you know can Lamar Jackson win games absolutely can Lamar Jackson get you to the playoffs absolutely can he get you to the Super Bowl in my opinion absolutely so that's all that you really need you know I guarantee you there's a handful of quarterbacks in the league that can't do that and won't do that and you know they're still getting more respect than Lamar Jackson gets it just to me it feels like the goalposts continue to move for him and it, it's unfortunate right I mean this guy is right here right now in the middle of a, a contract negotiation he should be getting paid the big bag and instead it's like oh he would never be a number one quarterback it's just that's ridiculous and the other thing about this article is and I've said this on my radio show I've said this on my podcast I've said this on anything that anyone who listen is that 
obviously these anonymous defensive coordinators, whoever they are, because they talked about Patrick Mahomes as well, in my opinion, just my opinion, don't want to force my narrative on anybody, they don't appreciate the style and the way that the quarterback position is being played from certain guys in the league. I mean, I just, I'll just make it as simple as that, right? I mean, you can pick up whatever you want from it. There's certain guys that do a certain style of play, and these guys who are saying that no, you know, like the one guy said that Patrick Mahomes, you take away his first read, he's not that good. Like, are you serious? That's also yeah, another so, former so, MVP. Yeah. The guy's also got a Super Bowl belt or a Super Bowl uh, championship under his belt. I mean, give me a break, you know. So, so my thing is that you could be old school, you could be traditional, you could say that this is the quarterback and this is the only thing a quarterback looks like, but you're wrong, right? I mean, the game has evolved, and if you don't want to evolve with it, that's fine. But don't put your stupid, or uh, barbaric, archaic narratives on everyone else. Just understand that you are wrong. That's it. Exactly. I think that's a great way to end the show because that's exactly what it is. The, the, the people who say that, they're off their rocker. And and I, I say that as a guy who covers the Steelers who almost every week whenever a Lamar Jackson topic comes up and I give him some praise, they're like, Chris, he's a running back. He's not an actual quarterback. Right. And I'm like, just because he's only he, – I think he, he never beat Ben Roethlisberger. I think the only time he's beaten the Steelers was the one time when he had to play Devin Hodges – um, but even with all with with all, with all that, yeah, uh, that, that that was a weird one. Even with all that, you know, there's 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 still a lot of respect that I have for Lamar Jackson, and I think the people that choose not to respect him because they don't like him personally or whatever, I think you got some issues you need to work work out. Right. But that's why we that's why we keep it strictly to football, and that's why we try to uh, we we try to remind ourselves that so that we're not saying these crazy things about <laughs> people that don't deserve it. But Q, thanks so much for joining. Well, for hosting the Locked On NFL podcast with me. It's always fun to do it with you. Let, let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Everything you can, that I do, you can find on Twitter, at your boy Q254. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see it right there on the screen, at your boy Q254. Got all the links to all the shows that I do, Locked On Raiders, Locked On Bets, Locked On NFL, um, my radio show. You can always find out the guests that are coming up on the show. Everything is right there. It's like a it's like a GPS device right there on my Twitter account, at your boy Q254. Chris, what about you? You got a lot of things you, you're working on. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can find the Locked On Steelers podcast, just like you find the Locked On Raiders podcast and the Locked On NFL podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to get all of our daily daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as a lot of bonus content that appears on Locked On NFL uh, in this podcast channel. You can also read my work at SteelersNow.com, where I'm writing about all the things I'm seeing in training camp. I think it's been, it's been very exciting to see this quarterback battle and heating up and seeing how everything plays out. It's going to be a long summer, but it's going to be a fun one. Join me on uh, join me and follow along as I live tweet from camp at Carter Critiques on Twitter. Thanks again to Q for my, for being a good friend and co-host. We'll be back on your screens and in your ears next week right here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Boom.